Incredible edibles start with Loran. Professional bakery emulsions, super strength flavors, and candy mixes from Loran make it easier than ever to create your own delicious edible experience. Bite Me listeners in the contiguous 48 receive 15% off their order at loranoils.com. Just enter Bite Me 15 at checkout. For listeners outside the 48, email customercare at loranoils.com for a list of distributors and retailers near you and tell them Marge sent you. If you're looking for something to infuse that's not sweet, stay tuned for this week's episode when we look at chimichurri sauce. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. This particular recipe was also supplied from Chef Brandon Allen. So this chimichurri sauce is a chef-inspired recipe that you're going to love. Again, super easy to make. But before we get into the details, the cannabis quote of the week. Why use up the forests, which were centuries in the making, and the mines, which required ages to lay down, if we can get the equivalent of forest and mineral products in the annual growth of the hemp fields? Henry Ford. Well, Henry, I think we're still asking that same question today, and it's a real shame because we are still cutting down trees and putting out mines and doing all this shit so that we can have the products that we could easily, sustainably create using hemp. But because of some certain short-sighted people way back when who were trying to protect a, protect a paper industry, using hemp isn't necessarily as widespread as it should be. And how many things can you make from hemp? It's really mind-boggling. There's things like hempcrete, which is a concrete made from hemp. There's, of course, textiles and fibers and hemp seed, one of the most nutritionally balanced foods in the entire world. A perfect balance of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids on the hemp seed. So nutritionally complete, you can make paper with it. You can make, what can't you do with it? What can't you do with it, really? It's a shame that we're not taking more advantage of it when you think of how quickly the plant grows and how easily it can be made into all kinds of different things that we can use to benefit the world. So, Henry, I'm not sure why we went the way that we did. Well, actually, I think I do know why. Historically speaking, it had a lot to do with other industries that were threatened by the hemp crops, but that's a whole other discussion for another day, and I'm not a historical podcast. This week's recipe, as I mentioned earlier, is from Chef Brandon Allen of the Triconum Institute. I think if you if you listened to last week's episode, you had the chance to check out the apple pepper slaw. I hope you had a chance to try and make that one. It was super easy to put together. And following suit, he also supplied another recipe that's going to be very easy to put together. Now, as I mentioned before, Chef Brandon Allen has been cooking with cannabis for quite some time. And what I really like about his approach is he relies on the latest science to inform him when it comes to making his edibles. And I'm taking his course right now, the Cooking with Cannabis course, and it has been very informative. It's excellent. I'm having him on as a guest next week. So you should please stay tuned because I know you'll learn something from him, whether you're just starting out making edibles or whether you're a seasoned professional or a seasoned edibles enthusiast. There's no way you won't learn something. And we do dive into myths 
around cannabis and edibles that are so prevalent. I hear them all the time. Having worked in a dispensary, I know what people are saying and doing when they are coming into the dispensary to look for edibles in particular or cannabis in general. And then we dive more into it. It's actually going to be broken up into two parts, but we dive more into some of the science and making great edibles at home and hosting people. If you're planning on ever having a small dinner party for people that are going to be coming over and getting dosed by you, consider ways to do it properly so that everybody leaves with a smile on their face and no one has to call 911 because that is not the way you want any dinner party to end ever. But he is so knowledgeable and I know you're going to learn a lot from him. I learned a lot from him. You will too. And this recipe is just another way to showcase some of his talent. And I love chimichurri. I've made it before. I've never made it infused before, but it's probably most commonly known for being used on steak. Uh, I have eaten it with other things, of course, because I made a little jar of it. And so I, I used it on eggs. Actually, I had... I was making sort of like an egg salad and I threw in some mayo and some of this chimichurri sauce. It was fantastic. I love hard boiled eggs though. So that, that was me. It would be great with chicken, I think. And the other beautiful thing is it would be good with tacos. So the great thing about this particular recipe is if you take, and this was actually Chef Brandon Allen's recommendation, not mine. I can't take credit for this, but this is one reason why I love having people on my show that know so much about culinary cannabis because they inspire me to try things I might not have considered before. They're professional chefs. I'm just a passionate home cook. And I shouldn't say I'm just, I know there's a lot of you out there like me who just who love to spend time in the kitchen, but I don't always have the same creative flair that other people do when it comes to trying things out in the kitchen. I've definitely gotten more daring over the years and more willing to substitute and different things like that. But people like Chef Brandon Allen just see things in a way that I cannot. And his recommendation was to try the apple pepper slaw from last week's episode. And if you haven't listened to that one or you need the show notes, I'll link to it in these show notes, or you can just find it on the website, the recipe will be in there. And you take the apple pepper slaw, you add this chimichurri sauce. Then what you do is you add some meat. I used chicken and a tortilla and voila tacos. And it was a fantastic combination. Those two things together, you just need to add a little bit of protein of some kind and some tortillas and voila, you have a really tasty taco. And it appears that Chef Brandon really loves tacos. So he knows what he's talking about. And I can confirm now that I have tried them and made them. For this particular one, again, a really simple ingredient list. And I think I mentioned in last week's episode, as few were listening as well, that I bought a bunch of parsley. And that was in part because this particular recipe calls for parsley. So when I used the parsley for the apple pepper slaw, I bought a bunch. And I knew that it would go for both of these particular recipes. Because sometimes when I buy herbs, they go into my fridge just to die. I don't use them up quickly or don't have something specific. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to buy some basil. Then a lot of the times I find that basil maybe a month later, shriveled or gross or whatever. So I decided to keep it simple. It also called for oregano, some fresh oregano. And I used all the oregano they had in this particular one because it does call for a half ounce. It calls for garlic cloves, which you probably have on hand. It calls for honey, red wine vinegar, infused and infused oil, olive oil. And that's it. And the great thing about this particular one, it's even less hands-on than the apple pepper slaw. So if you're thinking, oh, then I have to make apple pepper slaw, and then I have to make the chimichurri. 
This one doesn't get any easier. This, the most tedious part, if you can even call it tedious, and if you think it's tedious, well, perhaps, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you would consider actually tedious, but you have to take the oregano off the stalk. You just want the oregano leaves because it's going to impart a weird flavor. You can have some of the the stems and stalks from the parsley. That's not going to be cause any impart any weird flavors, but the oregano you do have to take off the stalk. So, I mean, it's just a simple matter of running your finger or like your fingers up the thing. Do you remember the tree and bush thing you did as a kid with like a piece of grass that had gone to seed? And you'd be like, is it a tree or a bush? And then someone would guess one or the other. And of course you would do the opposite. Well, it's kind of like that. I don't know if you can visualize what I'm doing. I'm gesturing with my hands right now. So you can just picture that. I'm always gesturing with my hands, by the way, when I'm doing this podcast, even though I'm sitting here in my home office and I can look out the window and it is pissing down rain today, but I still talk with my hands, even though I know none of you can see me. I probably look ridiculous, which is one of the reasons why I like podcasting. So there's that. But yes, you need to take the oregano off the stem, but then you're just putting everything into a blender and voila, that's it. You blend it, and you put it into a jar or container of some kind to store it. And that's it. That's it. So easy. And the nice thing too is, again, you probably have all these ingredients on hand already. Well, you may have to go out and get the uh, the herbs unless you're going out into your garden and getting fresh herbs out of the garden, which is always fantastic. So maybe you do have to pick up a couple of things. Maybe you don't. But I would say most of you probably have a little bit of garlic and a little bit of honey and vinegar in your cupboard already and some infused olive oil. And this could maybe work some other olive, some other infused oils if you have those on hand, but I find that the infused olive oil would impart a nice flavor. And because of the nature of these ingredients, it's not like you have to have some like kick-ass blender. I do happen to have a Vitamix, but this one would do well in whatever you picked up at the grocery store from the homewares section or whatever. You're not going to need a fancy blender for this one. I have had certain recipes where I'm like, geez, no one is going to be able to make this unless they have one of these like crazy high-tech blenders or whatever. But this this one, that is not the case. So you just throw it in, you blend it, voila, it's all done. And the tacos, can we talk about those again for a second? So when I made them, what I also did, and just because I wanted to be a little extra, is I made homemade tortillas to go with them. So I'd made the chimichurri and the apple pepper slaw earlier in the day. And this was a day when I was actually at home working, so it might've been easier, but I may, I cooked some chicken in the oven, which I then later shredded closer to dinner time. And you could use leftover chicken warmed up. That would be pretty easy for making an extra batch of something or whatever the case might be. And then I made homemade tortillas and I know I'm saying it like, it's like, holy shit, are you crazy? They're actually not that hard to make. If you've never made them before, they're pretty easy to make. Now, will they look as nice as the ones you might get at a roadside taco stand in Mexico? <laughs> no, no, they will not. Will they be as aesthetically pleasing as the ones you find in the grocery store, in the bread section, the bakery section? Absolutely not. But they'll be tasty, fresh, warm, and healthier because I find the ones in the grocery store, they always use like really shitty vegetable oils, which I am always trying to avoid because they're not good for you. And instead, I was able to use duck fat because they do often recommend using lard of some kind for making tortillas if you have it. If not, it's fine. You can use a butter or whatever, but they're essentially a bit of fat, a bit of flour, salt, and water. 
and you just knead up a dough. It doesn't take that long. And then the hardest part really is rolling them out. I don't have a tortilla press. So I'm rolling it out with a rolling pin. They don't, no, I don't think any of them turned out quite round, but it doesn't really matter because they just take a couple of minutes in your frying pan, you keep them warm in the oven, and then you have warm homemade tortillas to serve with these tacos. I'm telling you, it's mind-blowing. So if you want to be a little extra as well, you want to really try something different from scratch that uh, seems a lot more intimidating than it actually is, try making homemade tortillas. The the odds you're going to fuck them up are pretty low. And again, maybe you don't roll them quite thin enough or, you know, they don't look perfectly round or whatever, but who cares? Honestly, at the end of the day, it's all going into your mouth anyway to be chomped up and savored and enjoyed. And the flavor of these is lovely. And when they're so fresh, ugh, are you hungry yet? Because I am. I'm recording this. It's like 1230 in the afternoon where I am. And now I'm pretty hungry. But in any case, I think you're going to enjoy this recipe, whether you're using it to make the tacos with the apple pepper slaw, whether you're just going to use it on some steak, then I would say give it a shot because it is so easy. And it's another recipe you can add to your repertoire that is not a sweet recipe. I am trying to get some of these recipes out there for you people who don't have the sweet tooth or for people who are tired of feeding the sweet tooth. This recipe is for you. And... If you liked it and you enjoyed it and you have comments about it, you want to share something with me, please let me know. If you know somebody that you think might enjoy this episode, by all means, please share it with them. It helps people discover the show so that I can keep doing it and not feel like I'm talking to myself and gesturing, waving my hands alone in my home office. And then I can keep having fantastic guests on like Chef Brandon Allen. So I hope you'll tune in next week for the part one of that episode because it's interesting. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I think that's it for this week, my friends. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of the resources available to you over on the website. One of the big ones being the edibles dosage calculator. I did do an episode not that long ago, a few episodes back with uh, Parker from T-Check. It is a home potency or just a potency testing device handheld that is fantastic. But of course, not everybody has that budget. But for if you're not wanting to spend that kind of money, then the edibles dosage calculator is going to give you a good framework for dosing out your edibles for yourself or before you give them to anybody else. So use that. There's also the Marge Recommends section. So if you're ever looking for any kind of edibles related product and you're wondering what I might recommend, then check it out over there. Those are all products that I've used myself that I've tried, many of which, I'd say most of which, I was using long before I even started the podcast because I've been making edibles for quite some time, people. So those are the things I, I recommend over there. And if you support the show by using the links, then I would much, I would be really much appreciated because it really helps me keep going with the show and makes cover some of the expenses that come along with doing this. So in any case... I hope you guys are having a great week and you're eating some delicious edibles and staying sane. And until next week, my friends, stay high.